Hey guys, as always, the Side Character Podcasts are not experts. These are just our own personal opinions and experiences. Now on to the show. Anyways, hello and welcome to the Side Characters Podcast, a podcast about cultural diversity in nerd culture. I'm Jordan. I'm Leah. How are you doing? Is that really Leah? how we're going to start it? That was funny. I like it. Again, if you do not point out that something is wrong, no one knows that something but is it's wrong. It's funny. It's funny to us. It doesn't have to be. Hello, Leah. How are you doing? God, I hate you so much. I'm in a silly mood and Jordan's not. I am trying to get. I am trying to. He's do trying to be serious, man. I'm trying to do a show. This is this is this is a like we could have a fun show. Yeah, we could have fun doing the show. But I'm trying to put a move so we can deliver information that needs to be talked about. But you're over here like, oh yes, jam and berry preserves. <laughs> I don't even know the difference. And you know what? I'm going to be closed-minded about this. I don't want to know the difference. You know what? I could have provided you with that difference, and you just shut me out. You, dare so, I say, um, canceled we're me? Do, 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 okay, you know what? That is a that's a good that's a good segue. Good job, good job. And I'm gonna point out that that was a segue you were doing. I'm not just gonna go on to the topic. I'm gonna stop, guys. Everybody, just so you know, today's topic is canceled. So that's why it was funny that Leah said that I canceled her. <laughs> That's, That's the joke. I'm losing it. Hold on. Give me a second. I didn't even mean to do that. Oh, no, I did. And, but and he, yeah, I didn't mean to do that when I blatantly said this thing that was. Uh, <laughs> oh, <clears throat> this is a note for the audience. Um, This has been 20 minutes that Leah has not stopped laughing. So we're just going to go on forward to the episode. So anyways, we're back. <laughs> Oh God! Crying. Over okay, so we're, this week's episode is cancel. We're going to be talking about cancel culture for a little bit, maybe a lot of bit. The notes are long, but we wanted. To, well, I wanted to do this as a follow up to last week's episode where we covered um, separating the artist from the art, and I think that these two can go hand in hand a little bit because you know usually when the artist does something horrifying, um, there is a move to quote-unquote cancel them so we're going to talk about what cancel culture is what it's mean and kind of what's happening in the world right now yeah and it's trendy 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 hot 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 we like it no no in actuality jordan's right it's, it came legitimately out of our talk about last week but it is also trendy 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 hot 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 to talk about he hates again, me for this <laughs> again if you do not mention that there's something off no one will know because it's a it is. But that's what makes it, it funny. We're going to have to talk to you for... That's, next week's episode is what is actually funny. <laughs> you know <what? laughs> Where I explain I laugh the comedy at things like the this early 2000s. On the podcast I listen to, alright? Yes. But are yes. we that podcast? No, we're okay. not. <laughs> this is just... Now it's just turning to make me sound like a curmudgeon and you sound like a funny one. When that's usually <laughs> that's not how point. it goes. Oh, okay. oh. What? Oh, you're saying I'm is, not funny? I No, I'm I said hilarious. you're not the funny one. You can be funny. You're just not the funny one. I'm the witty one. That's what I am. Anyways, so <laughs> back to cancel. We, it's five minutes in. We haven't even yeah, we gotta go. remotely okay. started. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
first off, with these long episodes, this is how we do. We're going to start out with definitions because, you know, you can hear the word cancel culture all your life and not really know what the hell it means. So, Paul, and we want you we want you to know what we're basing our definition of cancel culture on. I think that's important. Frame of reference. No, this is me being serious. We need, oh, you need to know our frame of reference for what we're talking about and what definition we're using. It's important. Academics, baby. <sighs> so what is cancel culture? From Wikipedia, which is the greatest source of information on the internet, cancel culture or call-out culture is a modern form of censorship in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, whether it be online or on social media or in person. That's just a lot of words that mean really nothing. I'm not a huge fan also of the word censorship in this case. I don't think it's the best definition for that reason. Anyways, continue. Next definition. Yeah, we're going to censor everybody. Well, that's also like the argument that people use. Oh, you're just trying to censor everything we say these days. It's like, well, if you look at early 2000s anime, it's like, you know, the censoring didn't come from the same place. Anywho, Mary, Marion Webster says the practice or tendency of engaging in mass cancel in mass cancel as a way of expressing disapproval and exerting social pressure in which cancel is defined as withdrawing one's support for someone such as a celebrity or something such as a company publicly and especially on social media. I like that one. So basically it's just saying like, um, you notice some, like you're disapproving of a way someone is conducting themselves and you're, with pulling back your support for that person. That is the cancel that we're talking. Yeah. So let's talk about where it came from. Because this is a thing. We've done research on it. We talk about research. That's a thing we actually do sometimes when I feel like it. Um, Is that class square? Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was an ADHD moment. That was actually that, legitimately that, an ADHD that, that's moment. That's fine. Yes, Leah, the glass is square. Okay. Um. So yeah, where does it come from? Uh, there's been a lot of research that's been done in, like, academia that basically shows that then there's a huge, there's numerous evidence of potential for Twitter to be, like, and other social media platforms to be used as tools for democratization and social justice. And we're not even just talking about cancel culture with that. It's, like, in general, they've been used in good ways to increase democracy across the world and allows those who previously didn't have a platform for their voice to be heard and can come and share ideas together. And I think one of the earliest examples that we can look at for this is like the Arab Spring, which is was like instrumental in getting that out of the countries and allowing those those movements to flourish all across the Middle East. In addition to getting around like state censorship laws in uh, China and Turkey I don't know about you, but some of my favorite web comic artists are located in China and doing things that are technically illegal in China. So yeah, there's two more on that list that you just. Oh, did. I'm no, sorry. I thought we were gonna. Yeah, never mind. Give me a second. I'll go with that. Yeah, but in addition, like more recently, in more living memory, if you're a youngin and a Gen Zer, you'll probably remember that's the fact that BLM and me- the Me Too movements that sprang out of Twitter, um, Twitter and other social media platforms, and how those have been used effectively to increase awareness and allow people to share ideas. Yeah, it it started like a small spark where we got the hashtag Me Too um, on Twitter, 
which is usually where a lot of these cancelizations happen is on Twitter, where we got that spark of Me Too in which people brought stories of sexual harassment to light in order to warn or relate to others, as well as uh, make everyone aware that powerful members of societies are doing some pretty awful things behind the scenes. And, and that one spread so fast. I distinctly remember how fast it spread because I, at that point, didn't have a Twitter. I only got a Twitter recently. Um, and it was on Facebook within a day. And that was on and Instagram within a couple hours, and that spread from there. Yeah, and it, it's just spread, and then um, the Black Lives Matter movement kind of did the same thing, where it's like you, it, it starts as a spread of a hashtag, which like on the outside looking in is kind of weird and kind of like disembodied almost, but like it, it starts as a spread, but then like it actually becomes this important movement. So cancel culture kind of sprung from that type of idea, and. It also, um, I keep when I was researching this, I keep seeing it's like black Twitter, which I'm like, no, there is no such thing as black Twitter, it's all Twitter, but we're just using that term to refer to black users of Twitter. Um, they use what? Sorry, I'm sorry, I just wanted to, I was trying to say, which is interesting because Twitter actually has predominantly a white, uh, a large white population rather than like other social media platforms, it's primarily white which is funny. But so back to what I was saying is like yes. the black users of Twitter and like black Twitter that you keep seeing pop up was using like the BLM movement and other like me too type things and other hashtags um, to um, bring some of the racist acts that celebrities have done. And like, they'll post like a video. It's like, Hey, does anybody remember this? Or, Hey, this is a story that happens to me. So this kind of came out with like, for example, like, Roseanne Barr, then um Jimmy Fallon and his um blackface. Um that that's the thing I will mention a couple times. Jimmy Fallon did blackface, guys. He seems yeah. cute, but screw that guy. <laughs> like it's not just it's not just the politicians who do it, guys. It's also Jimmy Fallon. Um, because we all know that pretty much every single white male politician, particularly in the UK, has uh done blackface at some point. But yeah. yeah, I mean, for most, it's a requirement to become a politician. Pretty much. Other than that, and fuck a pig. So, yeah. Jeez. So, I'm sorry. That's, that's it it would have been better. I, it would have played better if you were British. Sorry. It's a great well, I understand what you're talking about, but I was like, we're still talking about that. <laughs> uh, that's such a gross story. Anyways, um, the counterpoint. Leah. Yeah. So, uh, well, on the other hand, like... You have these awesome stories, but you also have this counter problem that's come up with Twitter, which is that it's made it easier for those who are against social justice and encouraging less democratic ideas to proliferate. Talking alt-right people, um, author authoritarian regimes, and those who want to radicalize people to do violent acts, such as the alt-right, have a voice on Twitter, too. They also were given much more of a voice in addition to all the minorities who have been shut out even though those people didn't need it because they were probably white and whatever whatever um but the main voices of those who have been against diversity such as uh those who i'm sorry i just lost my train of thought in that i'm apologize going back all authoritarian regimes and those who are who radicalize people against acts of violence such as the alt-right have those voices on twitter too they're able to do whatever the fuck they want on there and have been pretty effective in mobilizing on their base on the internet 
So a lot of times when like talking about cancel, we'll, we'll get to this, but a lot of times when talking about cancel culture, you'll keep seeing like this counterpoint of like, oh, like all these um these liberals are they're they're using Twitter to take down good people and they're doing this and oh, it's always like Twitter and social media is used as a platform for these dirty liberals to push their agendas. But I mean, social media is more it's it's not ever been one-sided and it's not ever going to be one-sided where we do see both sides and we also see a lot of fascists and a lot of sides rising up specifically saying that they want to crush other people's voices while at the same time being mad that we're trying to cancel well, that there's people trying to cancel others it's, it's this whole mess what i'm trying to say is twitter sucks yeah well and, and it's, more or less it, yeah. what is twitter sucks and more, there's so many platforms where they suck. Like, I distinctly remember talking to people in, uh, I have a friend in the UK who, it, it, like, you don't know the UK, particularly the media, has a huge problem with transphobia. Like, it's a huge problem. And part of the movement of P- TERFs in the UK organized on mommy message boards, basically. And so they would use online forums for moms to uh, basically propagate their TERF for their turf information um so yeah it's not just it's everywhere hmm. we hate it so, so i i, I want to stop you i i know the meaning of the term now but i i had to look this up after last episode can you please just for audience of anybody who doesn't know what is a turf oh my god it's an acronym right i can't even remember what oh, the acronym geez. stands okay, for I assumed you knew okay hold on trans exclusionary radical feminist basically it turfs are people are uh women who believe that trans women don't qualify as women and thus should not be included in the feminist movement and they say they are feminists but they don't include any trans people in their definitions of what should be included as feminism yeah it's bad yeah it's bad yeah so for Uh, example jk rowling (laughs) again (laughs) just to bring her up like i said her and jimmy fowler gonna get dragged through the mud um so i asked this question to you what are the mechanics of canceling and what drives it yeah, so I did some research before we did this episode and looked at a lot of different studies, pulling out my use of Google Scholar, everybody. It's lovely. Use it all the time. It's fantastic. Um, and basically, I wanted to give you a little bit of like what drives it, what what motivates it, so that you have like an awareness of what's happening from both sides. So basically, what has been said and we will have a whole little bibliography in the description this time where i'm getting these things from um and is that it's it's based on a flood of emotions and affectation rather than rational discussion it's highly simplified narratives based with a clear defined good and evil shared outrage is more important than goals or objectives so in this case it is totally emotional based. That's what cancel culture relies on. That it's an emotion, it's affectation, affectation, and that it's clearly split into good, bad, racist, not racist, <laughs> everything like that. The police versus not the police, stuff of that nature. They put it into dichotomies so that it's clearly one side's good, the other side's bad. Not calling on what's what here, but that's what it gets put as. 
and their shared outrage is more important than goals or objectives, which is something that was criticized a lot at the beginning of the BLM movement was because they didn't have a unified objective or that their objectives were too broad, which was true for quite a while is that they didn't have as well-defined an objective as other people. Not anymore. That is not what they are now. But that is the thing is that you'll see in cancel culture often um, in a cancel movement that it's just the only goal is to basically shit on that person's life sometimes. And not specifically what the goal of the person who raised the issue. It's what that mass movement turns into is that it's negative emotion piled on top. So. How does that happen? Basically, one of the things that drives this is the, like, as what's been said is called the ephemeral nature of tweeting, and it makes this easier. So basically, because Twitter is so fast in your processing and it moves so quickly that you, we don't actually scrutinize the results. We can post something without any repercussions because it will just go and it's out there and then we don't really think about it and take the time to, um, consider pull apart take apart any of that stuff so that's how it makes it so easy for that to happen and additionally last thing is that um part of the issue with it is it's propagating new racism and that racial outbursts are made by individuals rather than by group collectives so new racism racism is the idea that after the civil rights movement racism didn't exist anymore and so people acting outwardly racist in this case are demonized by society and not a part of a system that still propagates racism. That's that's my really shitty definition of new racism, but it's that idea that we're in a post-racist society. Uh, so I have a couple things to kind of add really quick. So, I mean, you kind of already said this, but all in all, especially Twitter, of, of the social medias, especially Twitter, is very reactionary. It's if it's not you you see something in society or you do something and you are posting your reaction to it it's also a reactionary to people reacting to what you are saying so everything is a split on twitter is a split second reaction if someone posts something as a split second reaction to reacting to them it's something happens in your life is a split second reaction of putting it on so it's this whole emotional thing that is just based off your first initial reaction if any of that makes sense and then well and i think i think facebook also has a similar thing where it's the comments as well when you're going through comments and stuff like that some people do take more time but they don't and then instagram has that effect where it's people are presenting a face on instagram so it's more put together but at the same time it is less likely to be as raw and less likely to not present a kind like something that disagrees with what media standpoint says i guess the very basis of it is that twitter exists to give a platform to your every single thought even if it's like some stupid thing that you're just like oh this is dumb it's letting you you have a platform to say and do everything so sometimes maybe you probably shouldn't say and do some things that you post on twitter um, and then the other thought was like, like to this new racism type of idea, like, like you were saying, we live in this like post racist world. And I, and I know, and I have a lot of experience with the reactions of this when 
people are called out for saying and or doing a racist thing, well, they, they, they fire back that they're not racist because the belief now is that racism doesn't exist in the same way. The, the belief is that racism is over and that race, real racism is people wearing white robes with pointy hoods and burning crosses. That's real racism. Me doing a microaggression isn't racism. It's just a joke. That's not racist. And you're being too uppity for calling me out on that. That That's kind of that idea right there. Yeah, and I think that's exactly pointing out the fact that I said at the beginning of the episode is why we give definitions. We are giving you the context of what we are defining as these subjects we're talking about. So you get people saying, well, that's not racism. Yeah, okay, my definition of racism is different than yours, and I'm the person experiencing it. So, <laughs> or like, or sexism, same thing. Like, in that perspective, like, it's, we are colliding on different definitions of racism, and probably yours isn't correct. So. Yeah. And, and that's where a lot of this, like, counterpoint is like oh when someone gets canceled for saying something that's where a lot of this like fireback comes from where people are like well what they said wasn't racist or what they said wasn't bad because in their mind they believe that racism is just like it would it's not racism because they didn't say the n-word and that's like the only basis if they didn't say a slur then it's not racism and it's not but hate raci speech then racism, it's not racism is a lot more than just slurs and burning crosses it's a lot more nuanced than that and it's like you said based off of a system that's existed for however many years but yet we now want to only believe that it is only these few small little things rather than what it truly is yeah and that's my little little bit on like the like what is driving canceling and i have sources for these things no, we'll post, we'll post in the description. Oh, yeah. I always got you. Uh, so mm -hmm. I guess now we kind of move on. So 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 we kind of what is the basis and like what are the bleh, mechanics for cancel culture? So like what what does cancel culture do? Like what does canceling mean? And I can just go ahead and do this really quick. It's just so so we hear cancel culture is like oh this person's canceled, and I mean at the very base of it it is kind of a symbolic thing but cancel culture more or less is based on the severity of what is said or what was done and it can lead to when someone is canceled it's like we said like withdrawing support so this canceling can lead to someone being fired from their job losing a book deal losing potential roles or job opportunities or being removed from future contracts so it can canceling like um we've seen where a celebrity gets canceled and then it's like okay well this celebrity is now off of this show they're no longer allowed to yeah. participate because that is the company or whatever who owns the show removing their support from that person because of whatever racist sexist or whatever action that they may have caused mm -hmm. but of course because of the nature of the world of celebrities and how things on twitter work sometimes Cancel culture remains symbolic. It remains to the individual. So it's more like a personal boycotting than actual like anything happening. So we can say, oh, so-and-so said a racist comment and is literally allowed to do whatever. Like, like um, for example, anti-vaxxer Jenny McCarthy, who is now still on the mass Singer as one of the lead judges. <laughs> yeah. We canceled. She got canceled, but she's doing great. She, yeah. 
But what are some examples of um, cancel cancellations? I keep saying cancelizations and cancel. I keep switching back and forth. What are some examples, bro? Uh we're gonna talk about it, guys. What are we? We're gonna, gonna talk about? about oh yeah, we're gonna talk Carina. about the super trendy super. Uh. We're gonna talk about Gina Carina. And the reason I'm frustrated by this is because I got in a fight with someone on Facebook about this. So that's why oh, I'm like, we don't have to talk about done. Gina Carano. We don't have. Yeah, to. whatever her name is. No, we're talking about her because it is nerd culture, and it's probably the most recent example that everybody will have of this act, and it frustrates the fucking shit out of me. How do you really feel? So, God. So, basically, after she posted anti-Semitic tweets, and if you want to define it as subtly anti-Semitic tweets... She was removed by Disney from The Mandalorian. That's the basic basic net. She base she compared she compared Republicans to Nazi to people against people standing up against Nazis getting beat up by Nazis. Thereby kind thereby not delegitimizing. What's the word I'm looking for? Like decreasing minimizing the, what minimizing. Thank you. Minimizing the impact that this event had to actual people who were affected by the Holocaust and other people who were affected by similar things like put in concentration camps and internment camps. And just like drawing that comparison is not okay. <laughs> not okay. Um, uh, and... As a result of that and her being removed from the Mandalorian, the right, the right, the alt right, and just the right in general, um, had a fucking conniption and were like, she's being removed for having opinions and that she, it was unfair and that that shouldn't have happened to her and that Disney shouldn't do that and that people should stop paying for Disney Plus, which half the people I know who were saying this I'm like you're never gonna stop paying for Disney Plus you're too big of a Disney fan you're you just need to stop this because it's you're not actually going to do anything let's be honest um and then she ended up getting signed with Ben Shapiro's network or something like that and then they ben tried Shapiro to famed Pat- dumbass and then tried to throw Pedro Pascal under the bus as well. Um, and yeah, there was a lot of shit that happened. Now, part of the things that I have issues with is that not even going into the post itself, Gina Car- Carano has a history of being a very, very liable person for Disney. She is a horrible investment. She posted Trump pro-Trump things. She posted stuff about the voter fraud. She posted stuff against mask mandates. Like, she repeatedly did things that were real not cool for someone who is a public face of a giant, really plaster-a-smile-on company like Disney. And so it makes sense that they fired her. She has a history of this. This is what she does. You're allowed to be fired for your opinions on those cases. Yeah, it's like the workplace thing where it's like if I go and I say all these horrible things, especially in earsight of my bosses where everybody can see this, I expect to be fired. Yeah, 
I love that's a normal thing that happens when someone says or does actions like this at a normal job, they would get fired. And it's not even a front facing like she is a public facing company or a public facing figure with a following on social media, which you're not entitled to your following, as we said last week or last time. Um, But that's the thing that's so frustrating about this is that, like, you don't even need to make comparisons to bigoted words. You call your boss a bastard, you're going to be fired. Like, like that's, that's a thing. So, yeah, that's that's my little two cents on that. We could go in more. We could talk in detail more. It's, I don't know. Do we need to go more into this, Jordan? No, because we have other examples. It's fine. So, the other example that I have is um the big thing that happened, what, like four or five years ago now? Maybe six? Mm. Was, um... James Gunn getting canceled and fight again fired from Marvel Disney for um so some of his like really old tweets resurfaced and they were a lot a lot of tweets about um doing sexual acts with kids and they were quote unquote jokes yes but it's not very funny if you read some of these tweets they're really disgusting and so um Disney is like yeah we have no choice but to fire your ass I don't care if you're making a new guardians of the galaxy or whatever movies but it's like this is this you're you're doing something horrible for the image of our companies like we're a kid-friendly company you're talking about um screwing little boys so you can't do that and then there was like a huge backlash like oh they're just jokes and all this and then he got hired onto dc and then now he's back at disney but yeah this is another big nerd cancellation cancellation nerd canceling that happened and it turned into this huge thing where we talk about like what's a joke what's not a joke and people shouldn't be able to get fired for their old tweets versus all this stuff and that was something that just they get piling it on and i guess at the end of the day it was more or less a symbolic cancellation because he's back at disney back doing the next guardians of the galaxy movie and he also did the dc um new suicide squad movie that's coming out so in the end it doesn't matter woo yeah i'm just saying sometimes you're a celebrity you're untouchable um but then the other one is, um, we mentioned this before, so we don't have to go into detail, but my favorite, um, this stupid idiot, um, J.K. Rowling, for being a stupid idiot. Which just, she, she's one of those classic examples of people who just don't understand that you, you, you're not, you're not entitled by your, by the Bill of Rights to your fucking Twitter platform. I just don't understand. She, she is a known turf. She is very against trans people. Um, and... Yeah, it's a real issue. And generally just is like, oh, yeah, I'm the best person ever. And I'm like, you really sound like a Death Eater. Well, yeah, it, it was one of those things where again and again and again, she kept like doing all these retcons to Harry Potter with all this diversity stuff where it's like, I am the queen of diversity. I care about all these diverse people. Everybody loves me. I'm going to fight for the rights. But then when it came to trans people, she's like, mm, no, can't do that. And yeah. I, I think this is another, like, it's the phenomena of social media is, like, by calling for her to be canceled, it only solidified her beliefs even further. Like, she she doubled, tripled, quadrupled down on everything that she believed. 
because mm-hmm. people called her out for it. So, so like that's kind of a negative effect of the cancellation. That cancellation, crap, negative effect where it's just like, yeah, you can tell this person that they're wrong, but sometimes they might just be like, no. Unfortunately, too, that there's that where she was and the stuff that she was using to support her arguments was stuff produced in the UK by the UK media, and the UK media is very much like, hey, trans people are awful. Let's let's shit on trans people. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's a hor- horrifying, horrible human being. Um, but and then of course there was a bunch of cancellations in the last few years for people coming out with like this far-right republican um rhetoric and people were like yeah you can't say that and stuff and they got canceled for basically being dickheads but again don't have to go too deep into it because you've probably seen it pop up all over the place Mm -hmm. so let's get to the meat of this yeah my dearest friend i have a really big question to ask you go for it's a huge question and we can take some time on this Uh and and we can we can go through this because this is something that i've been thinking about for a while and i think i know everybody else should probably be thinking about this as well but like is canceling or is cancel culture necessary yeah that is that is a question (laughs) that indeed is a question it had it had a a statement and it had a question that mark at the end that is a question. Uh, it's a question. I also think it's a question that everybody should go through with their friends because I've had this discussion with my friends and it's an excellent discussion to have with your friends to discuss what their views are on it and your views are on it because it generally leads to some really interesting discussions. Yeah. I am of the opinion that it is with an asterisk. Um, so at this point in time... Calling out people on media platforms is the most effective means we have to enacting social change, especially in this globalized era where we don't have the same checks in place, particularly on the Internet, to enforce social norms that we would have had in regular day to day life. So before you would particularly I'm looking at like a Western perspective, you would have been going to church every Sunday and that would have told you how to be a good human being. And then you would have been expected to follow that because you're a good Christian and people would be watching you. And the internet doesn't have that place, have that. So what do we got? We got people saying, hey, that's a pile of bullshit. Don't do that. <laughs> that's pretty much what we got. Yeah. Um, and as well, cancel culture and the people saying it's against cancel culture is doing the exact same thing that people did for being politically correct and that whole movement, which that's basically, it's just by demonizing it is a way to uh, to take power away from those who already were disenfranchised by delegitimizing their voices. So... <laughs> Is cancel culture necessary? I, I think this is an extremely loaded question. And in my opinion, I, I will say what is necessary is to hold people, especially the celebrities that are running around doing literally what they want. It is important to hold these people accountable because what they, they, they we look to them regardless of whether we want to or not. We all look to celebrities for what information for entertainment for all this we look we look to them they're kind of like our weird idols these days and so what they say has an effect on pretty much 
everything. Yeah. Um. So so I think it is very necessary to hold these people accountable. If um say a late night host who everybody says is really great and stuff does blackface, we need to hold him accountable for that. This is not right. Yeah. You need to like first apologize for it, but also know that what you did is wrong and what you did hurts people. Yeah. But is the act of calling someone out on Twitter and being like, ah, you're canceled. Is that doing anything? Because in my mind, like a lot of it's kind of like the JK Rowling thing because she said something. Well, sorry. She said something. And because people fire back, it's like, you're awful. You're canceled. All this stuff. She was able to double down and be like, no, I'm not wrong. And her mind is now more made up than it has ever been in her life. There, I think there's a right and there's a wrong way to do it. I think yeah. that it, it... I would agree, too, be, because it also doesn't allow for particularly younger people to enact change. The, the issue with the internet is that everything stays. Yeah. It, Twitter is ephemeral, but it's also forever. Um, Twitters are forever? At, uh, and I don't know about you, actually. I know about me. And the fact is, is... I probably said I did say some shit that I don't agree with anymore and realized as I grew older that, holy fuck, that's wrong. It's not okay. Um, And asked people for forgiveness and and worked on myself and check myself daily uh, to, like, not be that person again. And so that's the issue is that it can go on that other end of like when it's a young person who's getting canceled that you have we we do need to let them have at least some now it depends on the thing we're not I'm not forgiving pedophiles ever fucking it fuck them um and to be allowed to make change and forgive which is something that cancel culture often when it gets mass movement doesn't allow to happen This is mostly for normal people, less like, yeah, but that's the thing as well, is that some people, we we are very, in cancel culture, we are very, uh, like, exceptionary, is that, that's not a word, we're, we're, yeah, we practice exceptionalism, where it's that some people we forgive and other people's we, we don't forgive, people's, other people we don't forgive. And that's the issue with currently how I think cancel culture happens. It's Jordan's right. It, there's a right and a wrong way to do it, and we're not being very effective sometimes. No, I, I don't. I don't think we are. I think there there's a way to do it, and I think that regardless, Twitter is bullshit. <laughs> Twitter is bad, and I think there's a better way to to handle these situations rather than be, oh, I don't like you. You're canceled. Like we need to. There, there needs to be a better way to do it, but I do think that canceling and that like bringing these things to light is necessary, yeah. especially if, it, if it's something I get that there are things that people said in their past that they regret. And so I think, yeah, to bring it to light and have those people apologize for it, delete the harmful things and like put out a state, like even if it's a quick short statement, but yeah, sorry, effed up. Cool. That's something. But I, I, I think it's necessary to first bring it to light. I think it's necessary to hold these people accountable. And I think it's necessary to uh. have the discussions of why these things are wrong and can be harmful. And I think for both sides, we need to live in a world where you should be able to listen to them and respond calmly rather than just being like, well, no, nothing I did was wrong and I'm going to keep on going. 
It's like, no, 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 no. There's, there's got to be a better way to do all this stuff. The thing you're right is that cancel culture is very effective at bringing stuff to light, bringing knowledge to light, making people aware of situations that are happening. And that's effective. Where we need to stop is when we go into that second half of the thing where it's all an emotional response to something and actually looking into a situation and and actually having goals and looking at what's driving behind that. Holding people accountable, like bringing it to light, hold the people accountable and not, I don't know if I, I that was a poor again, ending, but that was, yeah. Again, I, I think it's also very case to case basis once again, like the types of things I'm talking about are like, if someone says something that might be seen in the light of being racist, if someone does something or is awful, bring it to light and like maybe have a conversation. But if someone is like actually like a huge racist douchebag or someone's um doing some me too type stuff, um plaster their face on the internet and be like, we need to get this person out of there. That's that's a different yeah, thing. Exactly. That type of canceling, yeah, sure. Let's be emotional. Let's scream at this person until they leave. That's fine. But I'm talking about like the yeah. smaller sides of like the cancel culture. I think that leads well into my example of where it kind of goes too far, yeah. um, which for me, it's not nerd related. I'm sorry, guys. But this one is one that I remember very well happening and was very frustrated by when it did happen on multiple accounts, but also like had some really good discussions with people about cancel culture when discussing this. So basically a while back, a couple years ago, um, a there was this huge outrage and cancel movement because a white woman was hired to be the African art curator at the Brooklyn Museum and people were like this is not okay you can't do this blah 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 uh thing is that very few of the people who were part of this outrage movement that happened looked into the situation or know anything about museum studies and where we sit in that so part of this part of this was people were just driving on the bandwagon that it's ridiculous that a white woman was hired to be an african art curator one women in museums fields are still rare two the system is inherent archaeology and museum studies is inherently broken as a system and we're not and people of people of ethnic minorities are not being are not being take are not going through the system in a way that they can make it to the level where they would have enough experience to be hired as the head curator for the African art section. It's a problem. It's a real fucking problem that most of the this community recognizes and is just a fucking pile of shit. We all recognize it's a problem. Two, this woman is incredibly experienced, was probably one of the few candidates that it's such a niche field already that it's probably the only, she was probably one of the only candidates that there was. And it was, it's very frustrating because people were immediately like hating on this woman, even though it's, that's, <laughs> they're failing to recognize the system which she sits in, which she, I know, also recognized the system that she sat in, which is that the system's wrong. And what most people I know who work in museums were like, this is saying this is a good thing. Saying, hey, why did you hire a white woman to be curator is what you should be doing. Why did you hire a white person to be curator of African art is what you should ask. And you should continue to ask museums that every time they say it. You shouldn't demonize the people they hire, though, because at this point. We can't fix it. 
There was nothing that could be done to fix it because the system was inherently broken, but you should still keep asking and probing at museums and other businesses why they're doing those actions because that is what keeps them from sliding backwards into racist bullshit. And I mean, like like you're saying, it's one of those things where, yeah, get mad at the system and not necessarily her because she obviously worked her ass off to get into this position. And it's not necessary. Okay. I would. Yeah. The issue too is is that there's a leaky, um, the leaky pipeline, which is that women and 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 minorities in academia don't get promoted. Um. And then my my example. I mean, very light, and this could go into the bigger argument and conversations that we'll probably have on a future episode of voice actors. But there was like the callouts at. Like around when Bojack Horseman was going on, especially towards the end, the callouts were Allison Brie for playing Diane, who in the show was a Vietnamese American character. And like they're like, Well, why are you playing this when you are a white woman? You're not Vietnamese. Why is this happening? And yeah, the the callouts for that were just like, again, not necessarily on her, but more on the system itself, I guess. But again, that's a larger like ugh, conversation um anyways next topic really quick is um again does canceling actually hold any real meaning yeah i think it all of this is what we're saying is that both of these examples is that you got to look at the system it's in and people often don't do that and so they they blame a single person they're blaming that individual but what you're doing is you're removing the historical structural foundation of racism from that act or failing to recognize that it's part of a bigger problem and you should be angry at that bigger problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you should be angry at the police force and the police system and how fucked up it is, or you should be angry at uh, systemic racism in general and sexism in general and the actions uh, that are being used to perpetuate those systems I- look beyond. I guess, like, all in all, is like, it really, it, it shouldn't just stop at the very basis of canceling. It should be, always be a deeper look to these issues. And I know a lot of times there are people like, okay, these things have been going on forever. I know that some of the canceling that comes from tweets of actors um, calling out other actors for the way they, like, were treated on set like i forget what it was a thing with glee with what's her name being a racist dickbag but like that kind of things like we should look further into the problems like why are we hiring people who are known behind the scenes to be acting like this why are we why are we doing like let's look at it further than just like okay let's get rid of them and then put someone else who's doing the exact same things in that position yeah work and that's i think that that's what people don't like to do with this is the cancel culture is that they don't like to have to then have a responsibility put onto yeah. them to try and fix things. Yeah. That's where it's that affectation. It's all emotion. We, we very little see the actual after effect, like actually good happening from the canceling. We just see, okay, this person was canceled and then it stops there. And then the system goes on and all this stuff continues happening. And really no one is actually held accountable except for the one person who's canceled. I think that in the best cases of canceling working are when you're trying to remove someone who has done horrible things to people. Yeah. 
that's where it's most effective because one of the most effective means is to put pressure on companies mm-hmm. to get them to be removed. That is why those cases are so exceptional is because they're putting they are you're working on an individual for an individual problem. But this is the issue we have both with overextending from either the liberal or the uh, the conservative side of view is that often people just don't want to do the actions to fix the problem. Yeah, they don't want. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to. They don't want to address the fact that they don't want to work at addressing the fact that why aren't there more African African people going into universities and going through the system to become curators of their own art and heritage? Like, why aren't they in the control of their own heritage? Yeah. Want to fix that system with me? No? Great. I'll try it on my own. Thanks. Real helpful. Yeah. Like. So I guess like we were talking up earlier is like the right and wrong way of doing cancelization. God, cancellations and canceling and like really thinking about like what is deserving of canceling and i and i think the very basis the very start of cancel culture started with me too and now it's like spreading out to like the different aspects to like the black lives matters to like the um like canceling based off of racism based off of like how people are treated in certain industries and like addressing sexism and all of this and i think that those things are very very deserving of cancel culture i know we can kind of lose the thread sometimes when it comes to these things and there are some things that are not important other things that are very important but like i i think that those very bases are the things that should be followed through with canceling i guess i think particularly like think about the cases that i've done a good job like actually you know there's been those strings of like people calling out like racist karens and shit like that i think one of the ones that i think was decently effective was the one with the starbucks employees who called the cops which thus put put the pressure on people put pressure on starbucks to actually commit to doing some i don't even know how effective it was commit to doing some sort of um anti-discrimination or anti-discrimination training in place at starbucks so like decently effective because you're trying to address part of a problem and worked toward an actual change in a company. Um, And like, I know Bernie Sanders has done that too, where he's tried to put pressure on different uh, companies to raise minimum wage and stuff like that. Those are effective means when you have goals in mind of pressuring companies to do shit. I think as well, part of the thing to remember is that it's hardest to, when you were looking at individuals to change it to change individuals' actions, you're not going to change them by telling them they're racist. You're going to change them through long conversations that will take a lot of time, and it's not fun for anyone involved. And it sucks having done it myself with multiple people. It sucks and it takes time, but it's our responsibility, yeah. especially as a white yeah. person. It's our fucking responsibility. It is entirely our responsibility, not the responsibility of any other. Well, it, it's. It's that like old phrase: if you see something, say something. Yeah, yeah. like really. And work at trying to get someone to change. Yeah. If you see something, say something. Also, work, <laughs> be the change you want to see in the world. There, we got two old phrases back to back. Oh gosh! Oh gosh! So, this is gonna be the fun. We're gonna do this pretty quick because I am going to get very tilted very fast. But the counterpoints. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
and you you said you said something here that I had to like write down if I like to the side so I didn't forget to bring it up later. But counter plans. So cancel culture. <laughs> I'm already getting tilted. Cancel culture is in the middle of many political conversations, and right now we're hearing a lot from right and far right sides of the conservative argument that cancel culture only causes harm. And there are people saying that only, I don't know if I say this, the, the, the argument is that cancel culture is only used to take down quote unquote good people. Even the former president of the United States was saying that. And to the point where this former president of the United States was trying to get rid of racial sensitivity training and anti-discrimination training because it only allows people to call good people who aren't racist, racist. So, um, yeah, that, that is the counterpoint. What do you think mm. about all that? Mm. I just thought of another counterpoint to oh, add no. to our list. <laughs> Uh, which is basically based off that meme that I sent you. That actually, I've been seeing a lot of these memes going around a lot of the th- times, which is, but going that, focusing on this first, focusing on this one first, that it only causes harm. It's that whole point. Oh my God. I literally was talking to Jordan about this before we started this. Also should my age by saying literally. Um, is that as, um, if you're a moderate and you're having trouble voicing your opinions because people are like, hey, that's not okay. Mm, that's because you're not, you've been for however many years, let's say a hundred plus years, you've been what everybody has catered to. All of media, all that shit has been for you. And so, yeah, it's going to be fucking harder now that everybody's allowed to have voices for you to be able to say what you want. I'm also gesture, gesturing really wildly in this episode, and I wish you could see this because I've been gesturing a lot. Um, <laughs> and, but... Yeah, it's it's the it's the idea that now it's going to be slightly harder for you. That doesn't mean it's wrong. Sorry. Uh, and it's not just it's not just good people who are harmed. It's it's that you're now having people you were able to sail through life without an issue. And now people are like, yeah, hi, actually, you weren't sailing. You were stepping on the heads of other people and you got to come front. That, that's that. kind of like the idea of like, oh, well, they're good people. Well, it's like. Not necessarily. There, you're, you're seeing the world from one point of view. And now that we are getting hundreds of other points of view, sometimes the things that you saw that were okay aren't okay. So people are pointing that out. So while you thought you were a good person, you were saying and doing things that were harmful to others. But because that never negatively affected you, then it's been fine. So now it's like, oh, well, good people are getting called out. It's like, yeah, their people are getting called out. They might in your eyes be good, but no, that's not how that works. Um so yeah. my example is the thing that literally was happening in the country before we ousted the asshole was um there other than the trying to stop racial sensitivity training, they were also trying to um stop teachings about Christopher Columbus being an asshole. It was the idea is like, oh, Christopher Columbus is an American hero and we should only teach the good part. And that's the whole idea. It's like, okay, well, in your mind, you only looked at it from the point of view of, okay, he helped found America type of thing. Whatever, whatever. We only see that part. But you, because the slavery, the slave trade, that never negatively affected you, you didn't hear about it and you didn't care. So 
in your mind, Columbus was a good person. But in the minds of everybody looking from the outside in, he was a horrible sack of shit who started the freaking slave, the what? Atlantic slave trade. Like, come on. Yeah. And killed so, so many people. So, so yeah, many. this is not necessarily, oh, well, you're just trying to silence good people. Like, no. Now you're, now you're learning about all the other aspects of society, and now we're not okay with the way we've been treated anymore, and things that have been said maybe shouldn't be said anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Okay. <sighs> all right. I have my new one now. I want to do my new one next, which is that there's a conservative argument that basically says cancel culture is new. It's created by liberal snowflakes. It's a new thing. Guess what, baby? It's not. And the internet has been putting out a bunch of memes in the past like week or so that have been shown up on my feed that are very effectively using like things like SpongeBob SquarePants to show that it's not new. Uh, yeah, so... Everybody's been reacting really badly to the whole, like, uh, Dr. Seuss shit discontinuing books. Let's just point out the fact that the Christian, that the Christian right tried to cancel Harry Potter in the 90s and has tried to cancel, like, so many other things, like, using the word Native American, uh, instead of Indian, uh, and so many other things canceled by usually the Christian right. Hey, ended up turning into the other right um and other things like that in the 90s like there were so many things growing up that were just like not okay because of i don't know and i mentioned this random standards rant sorry it's just random standards and i mentioned this at the very very top of the episode like very really quick where i said it's like kind of like the 90s anime censorship where they completely like took some of these animes apart because they did not fit within the christian standards 100 we're we're, looking at you people who yeah where we had a lesbian relationship but it was no longer allowed to be lesbian relationship because that is wrong in the eyes of god so they made them cousins which is less disgusting having literal kissing cousins rather than a lesbian relationship that was the okay part of it yeah i just there's so much there's so much that i have so yeah cancel culture ain't new it's not new sorry to burst your bubble it's It's just new it's like energy it changes from one form to another it does it does still exists very much so let's look at the fact that we can look at a penis more frequently than we can look we can look at a guy getting off more in movies than we can look at women getting off because that changes it to nc-17 fuck off yeah that's anyways so yeah last point is yours okay yeah the last one's mine and it's something that i all of my friends have heard me rant about particularly because of the gina carano thing um was that people have been they're being punished for having their own opinions and free speech should cover against this man the voice helps me the voice helps Mm -hmm. me rationalize rationalize guys um yeah so there's so much wrong with this statement there's just so much wrong with this statement that it's really hard for me to like delve into this it's like super logical there's so much wrong with this statement one one businesses in the u.s are free to hire and fire people for their views and have done that for years 
it's not that the government's protecting them, which is also what people like to say. The government's letting them do like do this. They're protecting. No, it's because there isn't legislation in place to let the prevent the government for doing this. You are allowed to hire people and fire people in the U.S. for their views. Most of your views are not protected by the U.S. government, except for views like freedom of religion and other shit like that. And used to be sexuality until the mango dictator screwed that fucking shit up. And now I think it's been put back in place. I can't remember exactly. It's been a while. I don't didn't read all this shit. It's fine. Um, but anyways, yeah. So the U.S., you're allowed to do that. Also... I particularly, in my personal opinion, you your views on mask mandates aren't the same as someone's views on their own religion. They do not equate as level of importance. They're not protected the same way. Shut up. They're taking away <laughs> our freedoms. Yeah. But like, look, most of the cases for discrimination on political opinions they people say and have said for years that most of the cases of people being like overly politically correct and political discrimination um has been against conservatives but you actually go back and look um and it's still hey exactly what it has been in the u.s which is that it's against people who are pro-palestinian huh huh that's been a thing for a really long time look it up it's a thing um so yeah and just that's that's it's how the it's i'm specifically looking at the u.s because this is a a u.s problem that's big but look in your own countries at the laws in your own countries what is protected what isn't protected and your opinions don't it's i'm I'm breaking i'll take it from here (laughs) thank you the idea of freedom of speech doesn't necessarily mean freedom of consequence where again your job your business still holds the power so you have it's it's freedom of speech doesn't necessarily mean what people think it means freedom of speech means that the government's not going to come down to your house and stop you from ever speaking it doesn't mean that you're free to go to your job and call everybody the n-word yeah i don't understand why people don't get that that it's protecting you from the government not protecting you from your friends and family like like and think about it this way it's like free you are free to be as much of a racist dickbag as you want to your friends, but does that that doesn't mean your friends are going to sit there and just be like, yep, that's a good thing you said. Yeah, no, I don't have to respect you yeah. for saying those things. I'm sorry. Also, if you're doing it on social media, you are subject to their terms and yeah. conditions policy. You are on their platform. You are not saying this in real life. Thus, you do not get to say this. You are using a business's media platform. Yeah, shut so up. By like, all of the far-right people who said that Twitter should be shut down because... They technically committed treason by um, silencing the president. That's not what happened. He was breaking the terms and agreements. Well, he broke it many times before, and they were very lenient with them. But then he broke it by inciting yeah. um, a violent riot that got a couple people killed. Um, and then still kept that rhetoric afterwards. In the terms of agreement, you got you got everybody just clicks agree and doesn't actually read them. But like you're actually agreeing to follow a bunch of rules that are specific to Twitter. Again, freedom of speech yeah. is protection from the government, not protection from the individual company. They still hold the power to be like, hey, maybe don't be a racist dickbag. Now, and if you want to, now, if you want to get into no. this, here's my here's my thing. We're not getting into this now. You can, you can email us and I will talk to you about this. It's a bigger question of should these internet companies be in charge of holding the moral compass and basically 
creating laws of the world? Because that is a question that many academics, I know some personally, who are tangling with. Should Google and Facebook and Twitter be allowed to set the moral compass for the entire world? That is a good question to ask. You should continue to ask that question. Currently, though, doesn't apply. So, since that, and since, and the reason we're saying this is so, the business speak, is because this is the most logical thing to be able to say against conservatives putting forth this idea, because this is what they tend to operate in, in these types of terms. It's not protected. You want big business. You got to respect it. I mean, the thing is, these, these are the same types of people who are fighting for the right to not allow um, homosexual people to go to their business. It's the same type of people. So if you can have the power to do that, business could have the power to fire you for, say, racist shit. It's, it, this is why it's so illogical. It, it's so, like, exceptional. They're so like, well, and this is the exception. No. It's the constant belief in double standards. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, sorry, go on. Follow, follow your own logic to the end and you'll see it's exactly. wrong. Okay, so do you got I think I think we had a good stopping point with all of this. It's been fun. We got a lot of yeah. <laughs> got a lot of work yeah. done. Um so you got any closing remarks? I think take time to think before you yeah. post and to do a bit of research and yeah. I find it thrilling sometimes to go back and tame my anger by going through and putting quotes in and researching before i post and get in an argument on facebook it's great i i jordan knows i do that sometimes uh and it's and it makes me feel good to to know that i'm backed up by the things that i'm saying and that is much more effective as a means than canceling someone indefinitely With just I, I think all in all, my remarks, I guess, are going to be social media, as I said earlier, is extremely reactionary. Take a second before posting something and responding to something. And also the second half of this is, yeah, if you have something in your past that's cancel quote unquote, cancel worthy, take a second, reflect on it and move forward. Why is this wrong? Why did this hurt someone? How can I be better in the future? Those are all things that you should think about because that that's how we grow and that's how we learn as humans is we take the criticisms that we're given and we learn from them. Like if someone says, hey, what you said was really freaking racist, maybe the proper response isn't to be like, no, it's not. You're wrong. I'm not doing anything racist. And maybe take a second and look. It's like, okay, why did that person say what I said is racist? Why, why, why can what I said be construed as this and then learn from it? And it's hard it to is. do. Just saying. It's yeah, really hard. Yeah, because we live in a reactionary and world. Try, <laughs> yeah, and try and remember when combating someone too on this and calling someone out that it's really hard. It's going to be really hard for them to say, oh, I was wrong, and to try and remember that because if it's someone you want to keep around, you're going to need yeah. to take it slowly. But you still got to do it because it's, it's just, important. Yeah, take a breath. Think. Stop. Think. You, 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 your actions and the way that you react to some of these arguments are very important. So just stop and think. And also remember that we are living in a reactionary world, and I'm just a reactionary girl. Because just Material Girl by Madonna came up to my head when I said we have a reactionary world. I'm just 
We are living oh, in a so reactionary so world, and I am a reactionary girl. We're so you know funny. That we are living we're so in funny. a Anyways, so that's how I'm going to end that um, whole discussion, and you're not going to stop wait, me. Wait, I wanted, I wanted to. No! It was a good um, joke to end on. Anyways, which we'll is go that on. It was a good joke to end on, which was to find your vent buddy is my last thing. Because it's real fucking important that if you're going to take on someone for being a racist sack of shit to find someone who you can in private messages be like, okay, I'm going to take on this person in the nicest way possible with backup things. And you need to have a vent buddy. Just let this is from me to you. Get someone who you can be like, holy crap, this person's being fucking racist. I hate them so much. And then in public say, you shouldn't do that. That's awful. The material girl was much better. Let's end on that. Take me on. Take on. Yeah, that's when you say you need to be able to take this on. That's is just what started playing in my head immediately. Anyways. No, it's fine. Yeah, but really, get a vent buddy and it's fine to scream. Like, if you have a close friend, if, like, someone's being bad, you have a close friend that you could just scream with before you, like, approach a heavy conversation, definitely find someone to scream with. For me, that's Leah. Yeah. I have a couple of other vent buddies. Like, there's a vent buddy for every occasion. Racism, sexism, fighting. Also, I've said this to some friends, too. If you're a very, like, quiet person and you have trouble calling people out in your own life, be that supportive friend then. That's also helpful. Because if you have friends who are good at doing that, support them instead. Yeah. If that's the best thing you can do, be supportive of them. And Yeah, we. I think we, so. we could keep doing these like advice things because i have a couple more things i can say but i think i think we covered it well enough <laughs> so yeah. um yeah. i guess now it's time to end the episode as we always do with a media roundup which is a way better way of saying it than is how i've ever it? done it yeah i feel like that we need a better title in general like something witty but media roundup is much better than literally anything <laughs> i was about to say yeah what we've been doing up until now has always been bad <laughs> It's always yeah. been bad. But anyways, media roundup. Do you want me to go first or you want to go first? Hmm. You can go first. It's fine. Okay. Um. So I literally just... Okay. The thing is, I don't want to t talk about anime I've been watching until we do like an anime episode because some of the stuff I've been watching can be a little bit problematic at times and have problematic aspects. So I don't want to be like, hey, go watch this show. And then you watch it and see like a kind of racist caricature of a black man and are like, Jordan, this is what you wanted us to watch. So that's why I'm kind of holding off on some of the things I've been watching, like talking about them. I'm like, I definitely want to have an episode on the pervert character and like the need for a character to always hit on the female lead character. Like, so that's why I'm having like stopping talking about anime for a while. This is going to come up on an actual episode in the future. But meantime, I've been playing way too much Overwatch. Every time I'm like, because I've been having a stressful work month. So every time I need to like sit down and breathe, I've been getting on Overwatch with a couple of friends and we've been um, doing some quick plays and um, playing quick. We are, um, it's a weird, like, it's not a win streak, but it's also not a lose streak. We're doing fine. And again, I, like, 
if you want to find a game that just has a very diverse style of playing, a fun style of playing, and has a lot of diverse characters, I think Overwatch is a very good one to play. But that being said, also look out because um, the online communities in Overwatch can be toxic. So I guess there's a give and take yeah. where give is it has a lot of diversity, a lot of cool styles of play, a, a character that you can get. There are so many characters that you can just find and love. But there's also the thing of um, terrible. The take is um, the terrible, terrible, terrible um, online community, which sometimes it can be fine. But other times you'll just get called names if you are a um, female or have a like even remotely ethnic sounding voice and you speak on voice chat and there's like oh you're this and start making fun of you anyway yep that's mine <laughs> it's not it's not fun uh mine is more like like last week just like a general thing i've been watching k-dramas people which is not the most effective thing to talk about because as jordan said with anime they don't have the best representation everywhere However, what I want to talk about is something I pointed out to my friend later earlier today, which is that I've noticed, and I don't know if this is a general trend, it's very interesting to me. I've been watching a few K-dramas, more recent ones, and there's been an uptick in the number of LGBT characters in the shows. Particularly LGBT characters who aren't just a walking stereotype joke. Casual background ones. I would love to know, I would love somebody to tell me if this is connected to a change in the massive problem in korea with homophobia if that means that there's a change going from that is korea going to be the next taiwan i would love to know that or if it's just because korean dramas have been partnering more with platforms like netflix and other international platforms that they're getting influenced from that aspect yeah overall though like to see it great to see yeah yes you love to see it (laughs) <laughs> and I, I mean like I the whole lgbt characters being a joke is also something that carries over to anime as well and appears a lot so i feel like it's the first step the first step is the deepest sorry i need to stop doing music yeah it's step very, by like, 90s step music too it's very funny day okay. by day uh yeah no it's i i've been pretty happy also if you want to watch one drama I've been watching Beach Melodramatic. It's really good. Highly, highly recommend. Openly gay character who's in a actual stable relationship. Wait, in a stable what? relationship That's that is thing? not going to end with tragedy of the breaking up or tragedy of one of them dying? What? Yeah, it's a si- and it's a side character. And they were in a stable relationship from the Whoa. start of the show. And they're openly gay in their community. Whoa. Like, that, what? That, the, like, it sounds like I'm being what? sarcastic, but that's, like, a huge thing. You don't see that type of thing ever. Thing. Like, it is exactly what I s- said earlier, like, usually, where it's like, oh, they're, like, closeted, or they're, uh, like, closeted in the, like, they never come out. Or, or, or one or both of them dies tragically. Or they break up and can't be yep. together because one of them's not really gay. It's, it's, has it's to just, get married. Yeah. yeah. It's, has to get married. It's yeah. all of that. Yeah. You don't see a healthy gay relationship in shows. <laughs> Very yeah. seldomly. Yeah. It's great. It's That's great. Awesome. It was, it was, and it's also like not a big deal, which I really liked the fact that I'm like, okay, we're getting to the point where it's like, it's not a big deal. And I was like, wow, is this, is this real? What's happening right now? Um. So yeah, yeah. that's it. I'm, I'm proud I'm of you. <laughs> 
Thank you. Oh, sorry. Really, really quick. <laughs> that, that's the thing I've been doing on Overwatch PC is every time someone like on my team gets played the game or was like, oh, yeah, we did great. I just I, I just type it's like, I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> oh my god. It's just what I do. Weirdo. I have to do that every I'm proud of you. It's like okay, okay. Oh, but anyways, god. thank you for listening. We'll oh, be back god. with some fun stuff next time. For now, this has been the Side Characters Podcast. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.